oh, oh, we're here going now. People people heard the tail end of our energy <laughs> drink discussion. Hello, everyone, and welcome to the Comic Multiverse, where the worlds of nerd meet and sometime conversations just start because <laughs> Matt has us on an actual loading timer now. That's that, that's not for shits and giggles. That's a real thing. Yeah, well, you're, go, you're going over, and I'm like, I'm just going to let him keep going over, and I'm just going to go live <laughs> so we can just talk about energy drinks. Matt, there's no telling what I could have said in that moment. I could have said any crazy things. Yeah, you could have gotten like really racist with it. Like, goddamn energy drinks <laughs> coming it. over our borders. Yeah, really. Hey, you know, energy drinks, it's a conspiracy by the Eskimos. They yeah. don't want you to know. They turned you gay. Me, I've, I've been to some forums. <laughs> They've opened my eyes about the Eskimo menace. <laughs> It's either in league with the Amish and the reverse vampires to eliminate the meal of dinner. It's all part of a sinister cabal. Yeah. <laughs> Gotta follow follow the money. Yeah, guess. they're in league with the Illuminati. Oh, of course. We're a subsidiary of the lizard people. <laughs> <laughs> but yes, hello, all 17 of you. Thank you for joining us uh, in this impromptu monday show we had to postpone it a day but uh it's nice to see that we got so many of our regulars here we got space lord uh we got tevia of course we even got some people who uh we haven't seen on the sunday show we got jt wizzy there uh lucky uh td uh the real mano so thank you everyone oh and of course uh venom too yeah thank you so much everyone for coming and joining us i know uh, some people can't make our other shows due to commitment, so it's always nice to uh, see a different crew for the show. brings a different type of energy to it. Yeah, it means a lot for you to come out on a day where you don't usually do the show. And uh, also thank you to, uh, what is it, for coming and chatting with us. We know uh, you have a choice in streams you watch on Monday. In fact, as I look over to the side right here, apparently Bernie Sanders is streaming right now. <laughs> is he a gamer now? I was going to say, is that the real Bernie Sanders, or is that just some streamer who has very cleverly taken the name? <laughs> yeah, okay, it's Bernie with the strokes. Yeah, I'm going to guess that's not actually him, but maybe it is. I don't know. Bernie's been the one who's owning me in Modern Warfare. I mean, it only makes sense. I mean, you know, the problem with this World of Warcraft gold is that 1% controls 90% of all the Warcraft gold. <laughs> That's the thing. We we think he's talking about, like, the US and everything, but really he's just talking about Azeroth. The whole time. That's what it's actually yeah. been about. No, one, no one's actually, because no one's asked him, like, are you actually talking about the US? He hasn't said anything. Look, it's disgraceful and deplorable that uh, Bethesda actually expects people to pay $100 in this economy <laughs> for extra rights and privileges in Fallout uh, Wasteland Online. <laughs> Look, what we got to do is redistribute that scrap, Matt, to, you know, but, but, but by needs and by other stuff. And then we can all craft together <laughs> is what we can do. Uh, but yes, before we started, we were talking about energy drinks. If you follow me on Twitter, which you should, I put out the word there. I'm like, what is the best tasting energy drink? Because I've only ever really had Red Bull, and I never much cared for Red Bull. You got to give. I, I'm drinking drinking a Monster at the moment, the the sugar free mm -hmm. orange one, and you got to give it a try. It's quite good. I know there's a lot of like a lot of flavors for Monster. I know I've noticed that much that they probably have the uh, market cornered on flavors at least. Mm -hmm. I only stick to the sugar-free ones. 
as you probably should. I haven't been able to get out and get Zevia because, you know, I can only get Zevia at one special store and it's been snowing <laughs> a lot in Canada. So getting out's been a pain in the ass. <laughs> it's been but the opposite hey, here in Australia where like we, we had those bushfires like completely like ravaged the country. And now like the last week and a half, we've had thunderstorms that have flooded the oh, country. Lovely. Oh, lovely. <laughs> There's who, no in between. Who, who did Australia wrong? Did Australia collectively run over that old Romany woman who put a yeah, curse on all of that them? That gypsy woman, they wronged her. Um, again, Archer tried to warn us about that. <laughs> I've told the story before. An actual real Romany person was like, yeah, you know, uh, Joel, we really don't like to use that word gypsy so much anymore. I'm like, oh, I, I actually wasn't aware. Okay, look, I'll try not to use it. Then literally the next comment under that person i shit you not said oh yeah you hate that word now but when it helps you get deals on stuff in the marketplace you'll be happy to throw that one out and i'm like wow i had no idea only on the internet can you get this oh jesus <laughs> and on that note everyone because we were talking about sugar free and making healthier choices we actually have a sponsor for the comic multiverse this week in fact they're sponsoring uh i guess all the content on my channel for this next month and that is live fit food .ca. They're a meal preparation uh, site you can go to. You can order meals for whatever you need, whether you're trying to lose weight, build muscle. I, of course, uh, use them for their keto. I've been eating them for the last uh, week. It's been really good. They gave me 12 meals to start with. They do drinks and desserts. They do everything. They've got all sorts of plans. Very affordable. They'll FedEx it right to you. And, uh, yeah, I don't have to worry about meal prep this month because of livefit.ca and i know that what i have and what i'm eating is both healthy and perfectly portioned too so i don't overeat because i know that's a problem with me too <laughs> even when i'm eating good i'm like well obviously i'm gonna go back for seconds and they're yeah. like no you probably shouldn't <laughs> <laughs> yeah so on on the right here on the right of me you'll see a graphic with all the details that if you want to check it out you can check it out Joel had provided me details beforehand since I only learned about this five minutes ago I, could, yeah, I would have done one for the live show but it'll be in the yeah. video version oops but to make up for you hey if uh, if you are in Canada you can use the promo code Joel daily 20 all one word and you can get 20% off and in fact I have a $50 off cards that they sent <laughs> me as well so I'm thinking I'm going to raffle one of those off to the patrons first, because obviously the patrons should get the first crack. And then I'll probably raffle one off here as well on this show, probably next week. I'm thinking uh, I should make some sort of trivia question for it. Like you got to answer like a really deep cut question about the comic multiverse. I'm pretty sure there's a, there's like a, a Twitch thing, uh, attachment that I can put up on the screen oh, and oh. it'll it'll be like a raffle or a lotto or something i know there's like a spinny wheel Never. thing so yeah i'll do that and then i will also uh probably raffle one away either on my facebook page or uh on the discord because i just remembered we have a discord <laughs> yeah i'm bad at my job sometimes <laughs> but hey everyone uh believe it or not it is a comic show we do talk about stuff and uh, we do actually have some news here we do uh our first story is a story that actually has been evolving since i put it on again because we mm -hmm. did it a day late there's actually been some rather interesting updates to this story and that story of course involves the birds of prey movie opened this week to a very soft opening in fact early on 
there were some articles that made me go Gee, just on their behalf when they're like, oh, it's having an opening similar to like Jonah Hex or Green mm-hmm. Lantern. I'm like, you do not want to be in the same sentence as those two. No, it's the weakest, weakest of the DCEU films as well as I think the DC films in general, like worse than Yikes. goddamn Jonah Hex. <laughs> I mean, worse than Shazam, and Shazam had a weak <laughs> opening. Uh, what I didn't know about this and what I actually put it into perspective for me is that I assumed with Margot Robbie producing and starring in this one, it was going to have a sizable budget, you know, comparable to Suicide Squad. Mm-hmm. It's not, actually. Apparently, they only made this for about $80 million, and apparently at the time of recording, it's just, it's just managed to make its budget back, which, you know, isn't the slam dunk they were looking for and everything, but still it made its budget back, meaning that this, the, the story of Birds of Prey is very similar to that of Shazam, which also had a kind of soft opening, which Matt and I much maligned because we liked that movie. Yeah. Well, what you also got to realize is, well, Birds of Prey had like, it's had like a budget of like what, 80, 90 million. That's before like, marketing and everything and while the marketing on this movie was atrocious i imagine it probably still cost a fair amount so after factoring that in it's probably like 150 million yeah it's the marketing of this one was weird and the fact that we actually saw the marketing change before our eyes and continue to market (laughs) and like continue to change where like two weeks before they stopped calling it birds of prey they're like harley quinn in the birds of prey and then even just today as we did this, apparently a bunch of the major theater chains are actually changing the title of the movie. It's not Birds of Prey anymore. It's Harley Quinn Birds of Prey, which is what it probably should have been from day one. Which makes me really happy because that's what I named my review of the movie. <laughs> I saw that. I saw that. I'm like, man, Matt's being passive aggressive and his passive aggression predicted the future. <laughs> but that, but the thing is, that's what the movie is. It ain't a Birds of Prey movie. It's a Harley Quinn movie. That's well. Here's the thing. I, I freely admit I was part of the problem on this one. I didn't go see it this week, but that's because I get paid the second week of every month, so I didn't have any money to go out and see a movie <laughs> this week. So I was part of the problem. But from what I understand, from what you were saying, what everyone else on my timeline was saying, it was all right. It was. It's yeah. getting pretty good reviews, all things considered. Yeah, it's all right. It's definitely got its problems, but yeah, it's yeah. it's just a decent film. I'm uh, I'm really hoping, or I, I'm sure they're hoping too, that it's going to have a trajectory similar to Shazam, where it's like, look, it didn't do great in theaters, but it found an audience later on DVD. Of course, Shazam it helped too that it was a Christmas movie, and it actually ended up coming back in prominence around Christmas time. So I guess we'll see. Yeah, well, it'd be interesting now that with this name change, whether that'll change. But as well as that, because they've changed their names, they need to then. Uh, put out new posters tv spots and everything and that costs money so that adds on to that already probably pretty big marketing budget there was a there was a lot of good theorizing too where it's like why why do we think this one wasn't able to do it because i mean say what you want about suicide squad and lord knows we did it ended up making back its money Mm -hmm. uh both at the box office and in merch i mean if i saw one more daddy's little monster shirt i was gonna (laughs) wretch but apparently they sold a shit ton of those at your local hot topic what do we what do we think of whiz do we think like you know just birds of prey wasn't an appealing title did you know joe and jane popcorn just not understand what this was or what i kicked around on twitter is this you know uh like a a a kind of late not backlash because that's too strong a word but a late reaction to this idea that people have for dc movies now where it's like oh 
I don't have to see everyone now because it's not going to lead to the next Justice League. There's no, like, breadcrumbs I need to pick up on. It could definitely possibly be that. Like, yeah, this is definitely a movie that's like, oh, I need to see the Birds of Prey to see how it ties into the new Justice League or Batman film. It's not one of them, but I also think it's, it's like a number of different things. A, it's a semi-sequel to the suicide squad and while that movie made a lot of money not a lot of people actually liked it no a lot of people just saw it once and they're like yikes yeah it's got that that version of harley quinn in it and right again i don't think people liked that version of harley quinn and yet she was one of the few things that i heard people say they did like about original suicide but you're right a, a divisive take on the character at a time too when people actually have more options for their harley quinn i of course have sung the praises of the animated series up and down to anyone who will listen yeah yeah as well as the title probably didn't help like the full title probably didn't help it probably confused a hell of a lot of people because i i know for a fact for people who i i class as general audience they didn't know like this was like a a harley quinn film they just thought it's a birds of prey film and then, mm. and then they would say, oh, have you heard about that new Harley Quinn film? And they'll be talking yeah. about the same film. Oh, see, that's, yeah, that's confusing marketing. That's, you know, that's marketing 101. You probably shouldn't do that. And even sadder still, because I think it was Margot Robbie's idea to call this Birds of Prey because she liked the comic when they gave her a bunch of comics for research. She liked that. And she's like, hey, can we make Which, this next? It just boggles my mind that they didn't just do the Gotham City Sirens movie. I it just know, boggles I the know. mind like because yeah. harley quinn has nothing to do with the birds of prey that's that's hollywood no no nobody knows nothing uh, as the chat's saying too you know uh do, do we give uh, any credence to you know the internet smear campaign to which <sighs> all i can say is like hey the same suspects and you know who we're talking about we don't have to say their names had their knives out for wonder woman and captain marvel too and those movies did fine which is what makes this such a weird outlier yeah it, it's a because i was damn sure when this movie uh was starting to come out and everything that I was, it was going to make a lot of money because based on like harley quinn and Same. that sort of stuff but yeah it's, it's just very strange that it didn't oh oh if i was a bet man i'd been like no of course this is gonna make money harley quinn is huge it has no competition coming mm-hmm. out in february and around valentine's day where you know uh, couples are going to be looking for a date movie they can both enjoy in many ways this movie has a very similar release tactic to that first deadpool which was also r-rated which didn't hurt it yet some people are saying that being r-rated actually hurt this one i think it did it didn't need to be it it it, it's r-rated for the sake of being r-rated not r-rated that serves the story like and then you think or no, go ahead. I was going to say, I can I can see them now with that rebrand. I can see them now they're going to do a PG-13 cut for, for, mm. for like home media. Right. Now, you saw the movie and I didn't. Uh, what, what is like the most R-rated thing? What's the thing where it's like, okay, you earned your rating with that? Uh, f- I know there was that cocaine joke in yeah, the trailer. Well, yeah, well, I, I mean, I, I could see that being R-rated. Maybe, this is spoilers, maybe like... The death of black mask maybe ah god damn it no yeah. see, i already had a feeling with that yeah, they they, they, they kill, kill off the best part of the fucking movie yeah i hear he actually did a very good job yeah. giving black mask a personality something he hasn't had in the comics yeah. in forever yeah well, well it's it's not really black Mask. it's just it's just you and mcgregor hamming it up something fierce 
that's fine. I'm okay with that. He can do that. He, yeah. He's earned the right. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Maybe his death, maybe the fact that Harley Quinn, for some reason, has, like, a real, like, hard-on for breaking legs in this movie. She <laughs> breaks, like, like four people's legs in this film. Interesting. Yeah. Huh. I mean, I guess it's just a cool effect and something to make the audience yeah. wince, but, yeah. Yeah, I'll probably see it next week. I'll probably try and catch a matinee and everything. I know those Harley Quinn animated series reviews have been doing really good, so I'd <laughs> like to maybe uh, do a little more. I know I've experimented doing movie reviews before. No one seems to give a shit, but apparently <laughs> a lot of people were saying, oh, no, guy who does Harley Quinn animated reviews, we'd like to hear what you had to say about this one, so. Yeah. But, yeah, weird weird interesting story and again you know i i i read another tweet that kind of gave me pause and made me think where it's like you know in a perfect world every big budget tentpole action movie starring women would not be forced to have to answer uh, or, or, or or to be the thing that you know ensures whether or not you'll get any more and i'm like yeah that's true it's like why does every major blockbuster with women have to be like oh well this is the make or break it one i'm like well you said the last one was the make or break one no this is the make or break it one and then i'm like oh because hollywood is stupid and hollywood always learns the wrong lessons mm -hmm. and it's like well this one didn't do good so we're not gonna do another one now yeah Oh, I, again, this is gonna this is gonna teach uh, WB and DC the wrong uh, the wrong uh, lessons. And I, I put or a tweet out. I can I, I could just imagine seeing that trailer house that cut the first Suicide Squad oh, yeah. uh, rocking up to to James Gunn's Suicide Squad, all happy that they yeah. have a job again. Yeah. Oh no. Uh, and that reminded me too. I'm like, oh yeah, that's right. A trailer house edited Suicide Squad, didn't they? And yeah. that's why so much of it doesn't make sense. Mm -hmm. God, I hope uh, this uh, the whether or not this movie was a success hurts that Suicide Squad movie because I'm very excited to see what they might do there. I don't, I don't personally think it will because that Suicide Squad's more or less a reboot. Although Harley Quinn is in it, so yeah, that's going to be weird and interesting too. Yeah, do, are they going to like have to change everything about the character now? Or yeah. Yeah, well, I guess we'll see about that. But yeah, there's your Birds of Prey thing. I, I can't talk about it with much authority because I haven't actually seen it yet, but uh, maybe maybe we'll reconvene uh, at a later date when I have more to say. Mm -hmm. uh, all right, what else do we got going on here? Ooh, some free comic book day news coming down the pipeline right now. Are you ready? Are you ready for Generation Zero, Matt? Well, are you? Are you ready uh, for it? It doesn't matter if I'm ready or not, but it's happening. Oh, here it, here it comes, whether you're ready or not, which, you know, is the word that Scott Lobdell lives by. I don't care if you're ready or not. I'm coming. <laughs> Even at a panel with a bunch of people around when I shouldn't be. Because <laughs> I'm friends with Bob Harris and I can do whatever I want. But yes, Generation Zero is their free comic book day issue. Okay, one more. Uh, written by Scott Lobdell, but really, even if they were giving it away for free, they should be paying us all to read it, because that's <laughs> the only way I would. But dumb tish, and I'm done. <laughs> but yeah, so apparently this is going to be taking up from where the Flash Forward series left off. You've been reading it, I haven't. Yeah, it's it's been it's been good, but like, throughout the whole thing i'm there like why why is this happening oh that's right heroes in crisis and this is like the panic you're, reaction you're just cleaning up a mess you made and making other messes along the way yeah well what i find out are, like is really funny about this this cover reveal is that it basically spoils the end of flash forward which hasn't even happened yes. yet uh, yes i'm glad 
I'm glad you mentioned that because someone actually got mad in the comment section last oh, week so, when we so, talked about. So they should. <laughs> when we when we talked about the leaked image of like Wally West sitting on the Mobius chair and becoming like a Doctor Manhattan stand-in, they're like, "Hey, is that a spoiler?" And I'm like, "Hey, don't look at us. DC literally spoiled it today with this image." Yeah, yeah. The, so they they I, I did see a bunch of people when this image dropped. They're like, "What the fuck is wrong? What, what's going on with Wally?" And then they people had to explain what was happening in a book that hasn't even come out yet <laughs> amazing just that is so 2020 dc isn't it oh god <laughs> so let's actually like try and dissect this picture a little bit so again this looks like it's gonna be a galaxy hopping 5g door opening thing because we got manhattan wally here we got new 52 wonder woman and a bunch of other new 52 looking characters yeah so probably uh earth 52 from doomsday clock right we got superman and a bunch of different versions of superman because apparently even after we fused superman we still don't know what superman's deal is so we're gonna have to revisit this well remember remember in doomsday clock no matter if the universe resets or anything he's the constant that's right which was a fun idea i like and i hope they don't fuck that up i like the idea of him being the center of the metaverse yeah we have a blue caped Batman and Robin, which makes me think, oh yeah, we haven't had a Batman and Robin book for like ever, haven't we? Yeah, they remind me of like the, you know, the 70s, 80s Batman and Robin. So maybe that's, yeah. that's like, maybe that, that could possibly be the, that Earth 1985. Right, which I'm not against that. I, I would just like to read another Batman and Robin book, honestly. Mm. And... And then uh, up at the top here, we have the original Teen Titans, complete with Cyborg on the team. And I'm like, okay, are we finally pulling this trigger now? Are you finally admitting defeat after almost a decade of being like, no, Cyborg is on every team but the Teen Titans. Are you finally going to put them back together? Of course not. This is Dan DiDio or we're talking about. Or at the very least, here's an Earth where they all are together, maybe. And all I can yeah. think is like, yeah, but doesn't Titans suck now? Because Adam Glass has turned it into a junior suicide squad. And everyone tries to tell me like, oh, no, they learned their lesson. They're not, you know, torturing inmates anymore and holding a black site prison. I'm like, oh, good for them. I'm glad they had to learn that lesson. Yeah, a lesson they didn't have to learn. Uh-huh. And then up on the uppermost left, we have the Batman who laughs, because did you think you were going to fucking escape the Batman who laughs? <laughs> I bet you liked this character when he started, but we're going to make you hate him by putting him in I, everything. I have to think that, like, like Scott Snyder just, like, created this character for his story, and then DC just, mm -hmm. like, took it and it's like, no, we're going to put this in everything. Everything. He's the coolest thing. We're going to sell so many statues. Come come next year batman who laughs will be the fifth pillar of dc because there's some things in that that like he he has to be in like 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 batman batman superman stuff like that but then he like just shows up randomly in other things where he sh he doesn't need to be in. And, yeah. and and that feels like dc just taking the character oh we'll put him here because he's popular and this will sell this book that's like failing but but Matt, he's so cool. And he was cool when he started, but he gets a little less cool every time he comes back. Yeah. And it gets more and more annoying when he, when we realize that he's absorbed some of the more annoying parts of Batman in the, oh, I'm always right. I'm always have a plan. I always, you know, uh, am seven moves ahead of everyone mm -hmm. else in the chess game that is life. And I'm like, well, now you're not interesting. And your plan is all the same. <laughs> 
I'm going to infect people. I'm going to bring the dark multiverse here. I'm going to kill everyone here. I'm like, your, your plans are all the same. <laughs> yeah, it happens all the time, and all the time you fail. Yeah, you keep getting beaten, too. There's there's an old saying, I can't miss you if you don't go away, and I think Batman Who Laughs needs to go away so we can miss him. <laughs> maybe maybe this the upcoming encore will, uh, will get rid of him. Well, I'm glad you mentioned that, Matt, because I do believe that's our next story, if I'm not mistaken. It is. Uh, yeah. Scott Snyder Encore. Uh, we got that image of Wonder Woman in all the books, and now we've actually gotten a glimpse of what his Superman is going to look like for Encore, and it's pretty fucking sick, bro. It's pretty sick. Pretty 90s. Yeah, long-haired Superman with his cape wrapped around his fist, you know, for punching folks, and an arm that looks like Doomsday, meaning at some point Superman ripped off Doomsday's arm and well, put it on himself. People, people assume it's Doomsday. It's not bony or anything, so I'm thinking, and because of the blue uh i guess knuckle duster he has i'm thinking it's dark side oh right yeah dark and craggy yeah that makes sense and you know it's like ooh, the red in his eyes is that his typical laser vision or is that superman doing an omega sanction yeah mm, interesting i like that idea matt you you might be onto something we might have to make a gentleman's bet on this one if it's <laughs> doomsday or dark side hey we have a pretty good track record of being right so far so <laughs> it's true it's true the the comic multiverse bump we guess it and it happens <laughs> the chat saying too the only thing superman is missing is his beard it's true the only way it could be more 90s is if he had a big old beard yeah although this this makes him look more like conan now mm. so yeah again you know the what encore is is kind of coming more and more into focus because obviously justice league 39 ended with a non-ending because the heroes are going off to do something to try and fix the timeline which perpetua has now broken which will probably lead us into 5g once everything is all said and done yeah it'll be the new crisis which will reset everything back to that first wonder woman story and yeah we'll we'll go from there i guess but also maybe not for long too because also maybe all these heroes are going away or at least batman is going away because we're getting the guy from 12 years a slave to come and write batman yeah. for a bit yeah well there was that, that that tease in a uh uh doomsday clock with the 5g stuff where it said something about like like superman goes like away from earth or something or batman goes away from mm. earth to look for his daughter or something or yes that's and right that, that could be why that this 5g g happens they're off doing something and maybe the kids yeah, have maybe, to take their place basically that would be something or maybe like when tooling around the multiverse hyper time stream whatever the fuck you want to call it batman finds an earth where he has a daughter probably with catwoman probably helena wayne and he's like well no i want to hang out with my daughter again i'm gone <laughs> sorry all my other sons i'm busy i love new daughter more <laughs> She's my blood daughter, kid. So you know, fuck you, Dick and Tim and Damien. I'm gone. She's You've a new she's a new character, maybe created by Dan Tadio. So, <laughs> like, she she's good. She's not going to get shot in the head. There you go. I need to lavish all my attention on this new character. <laughs> but yeah, that's that's how I'm seeing. Now I'm guessing too. If we've seen a Wonder Woman one, if we've seen a Superman one, then probably the next one's going to be Batman, and we're going to see what he looks like. I think so. I think on wednesday we're getting a reveal or something i, I, I know, know some... I, I know capullo did a reveal of a piece of art of, of like a batman that's a cthulhu or something yeah i saw that the pencil test cthulhu batman and i'm like i have no idea how we got there but i want to know how we got to this <laughs> yeah yeah 
Well, you see, in the dark future world of Earth number 674, Batman <laughs> had to have sex with a Kraken to save the Justice League. <laughs> and this is what happened, kids. <laughs> Talk to your children about Krakens today. <laughs> it could, what you don't know could hey, save one, your life. One in five children are romancing a Kraken. <laughs> right now. Check their texts. Are they using new words that you've never heard before? Going down to Davy Jones's locker? It means stuff, parents. We'll tell you more at 11. <laughs> uh, <coughs> so, yeah. There's your stuff for Encore. It's interesting. It's really weird that they chose to space it out like this, where it's like, okay, have your Justice League have a non-ending. We'll get a new writing team on there, and then we'll just finish this later. Well, not only that, they didn't particularly spell it out that this encore would be finishing up like scott snyder and that had to come on twitter and all that and say yeah yep. you'll we'll pick up this story in encore like that that ending in, in in 39 issue 39 it just like ended there was no and pick up this book to figure out the ending and it just like went like this week just gone just went straight into issue 40 which was like new story new writer you know and you know why that probably is? It's because they're like, we don't know when Encore is going to be done. We know <laughs> yeah. we have to do it, but we don't know when. Yeah, but is this going to be the new Doomsday Clock? Yeah, where we got to wait for it forever to come out just so you can read books again, just so we can reset and fix a bunch of the stuff we've broken. Yeah. That's a heck of a thing. Although apparently some books are t uh, toying around with that idea. Someone showed me a panel from Justice League Odyssey where Jessica Cruz the green lantern uh meets like an older version of herself and it's mm -hmm. like oh so some writers are actually screwing around with the idea now that uh time has been broken yeah yeah some people are but it's all in like the books that for better lack of word don't matter right it's it's like like, like justice league odyssey is not really tying into anything it's kind of its own little story and its own part of the universe so, so it, I'm guessing that, that there's no real oversight on those books. They can basically do whatever they want. I mean, ain't that always the way? Here's the question, and maybe you'll have an answer for this. In Encore, do you think Snyder will finally answer the question, what the hell was in the little box Green Arrow was supposed to hold? Probably not. No, they've really abandoned that. That's one of my favorite just dropped storylines of the last couple of years. Hey, Green Arrow, we love you, and you're important, so here's this magic box with a MacGuffin in it that's maybe the kill switch for the Justice League we don't know seriously like what well I really love like when this is all over and and if it doesn't get brought up again so we need to like like just flood Scott Snyder's Twitter with questions like what was this what was this and hopefully we get an answer next convention we got to track him down to the bar and just ply him with booze until he tells us <laughs> what was it about what was it all about damn it do you think it was even one of his ideas or just like an editorial idea to like give green arrows something to do the fact that he never referenced it again very much makes me feel like it was an editorial thing yeah very very much where it's like look we want people to read this green arrow book which was clearly in trouble because they changed the creative team on it like no less than oh, three God. times yeah it's like every other volume was a new creative team that's what killed the book the fact that they couldn't get a consistent writer and i'm like well why the fuck can't you find a consistent writer for this book yeah he's got a popular tv show and if they know no one yeah. has nothing really for green, my favorite <laughs> and now now he's going to be a main character in a bender's book 
oh, I saw that, and I'm like, you, you go right to hell. <laughs> hey, maybe Although, ben, Bendis excels at characters like him, like Daredevil and all that, so true. he might might write something really good. Maybe. I mean, he wrote him he wrote him well in that Batman universe series. Yeah, I yeah. quite enjoyed him there. Yeah. But but again, you know, Bendis is like, I'm not going to just write a solo Green Arrow book. I'm like, I wish you would, though. <laughs> But I guess we don't always get what we want. <laughs> uh, what else do we got going on here? Ooh, is Marvel Studios developing a Secret Invasion series for Disney Plus? This is an article that comes to us courtesy of uh, Comic Book Resources, citing a guy you've never heard of with an article behind a Patreon. So you know. Yeah, I, I, I we haven't talked about it yet, but yeah, all those like the scoopers, those Twitter scoopers, they all have mm -hmm. Patreons now. That, that that they put their scoops behind which sure. i just find like so fucking scummy yeah absolutely I mean, and, and, also... and usually the, the the you pay it and the thing is like oh i've might have heard that they're doing this and I'm like well i heard about that you know two weeks ago and anyone can do it meanwhile when yeah. i ever hear something or you ever hear something we bring it up here on the show for free and yeah. sometimes we don't know anything and we still end up being right <laughs> yeah yeah if we were smart, Matt, we would take our fun ideas, pay gate them behind <laughs> a whole shiny dollar to hear it. <laughs> Just sitting there with a cyber cop on the cyber sidewalk. Hey, you want to know what's going to happen in this next story? I put a, put a coin in the cup. I've been right before. Oh, God. Yeah. <laughs> <sighs> creative gap yeah yeah oh still there matt did i lose yeah. it oh i think we lost that's each other fucking there weird. for a minute <laughs> yeah i'm getting poor connection on there is the stream still up are we still yeah. good yeah stream's still up all right that's that's just weird technical difficulties everyone pay no attention to that the, <laughs> the scoopers heard what i was saying and didn't like it <laughs> yeah, they use their patreon money to try and shut us down yeah the, the god of the scoopers didn't want you to hear what i had to say but <laughs> yeah. yeah i mean you can hear what Joel had to say if you go and pay for their Patreon. <laughs> exactly. There you go. That's the trick. Would I like a Secret Invasion style show? Absolutely. Do I think they would do it? I don't know. I know the scooper in question uh, seek to imply that maybe this would be some sort of connective tissue for Captain Marvel too, because obviously we saw the scrolls and everything in there as well, and this might be a good way to kind of get that happening. And I imagine if they did do that show every episode would probably follow a different scroll as they try to ingratiate themselves to earth society yeah i'd like a like a show like um like the show v i don't know whether mm. you ever saw that show yes i saw a little either, one, either the original or the remake but yeah like like where where the yeah the scrolls sort of come as like a human-like race and sort of like hey we're friendly sort of thing but they're not yeah because again uh, the scrolls in the movies are very different of the scrolls of the comics, and that is they're actually kind of good guys. Well, it was the only the, seen. yeah, the scrolls we've seen were good guys. They could always definitely be evil people. That's true. It could be like no, these scrolls who are kind of like you know left behind in the Captain Marvel movie, they were good. But back home, you know, Clert the Super Scroll has taken over, crowned himself emperor, and now they're a bunch of assholes. Yeah, yeah. That could be interesting. And then, you know, you would have the good scrolls versus the bad scrolls. Wouldn't that be interesting? Yeah. Also, my uh, my camera is tripping the fuck out again. It's the 60s over here. <laughs> <laughs> uh, 
please excuse me while I kiss the sky. Some weeks it didn't do it. It didn't do it last week. I think I maybe yeah. got to like plug and unplug my camera before we start now. Yeah, I think so. Either that or someone go to my uh, Amazon wish list and just buy me a cam link so I can use my <laughs> camcorder for this now. <laughs> But yeah, uh, that would kind of be interesting. I mean, obviously, there's a lot of interesting outside-the-box ideas coming for Marvel and Disney+, Plus. so I'm not, you know, totally thinking it couldn't happen. Uh, in fact, for the Super Bowl, while we were away, we saw, like, some 30-second clippets of some of these shows. We did, and they all look really damn good. And very different thematically, stylistically, WandaVision especially, I think we were all kind of not sure, like, what the fuck is this show going to be? And after looking at that 30 seconds, it's like, oh, this is going to be a lot, actually. Yeah, it's, it's, it's like a combination of all different types of, or all the different types of comedies and sitcoms over the eras. Yeah. you got Jill, I Love Lucy's, you're Married with Children, Roseanne, yeah. all those sorts of ones. And I mean, clearly, I guess the idea we're supposed to glean from this is that after Endgame, after the death of Vision, Scarlet Witch had some sort of psychotic break and she's using her reality warping powers to create this weird universe for herself. Yeah, like, I, I imagine it's going to be something like she creates like a uh, like a suburb or something mm. and, and it's and it's uh, filled and populated with things that she's seen from like american sitcom tv and from sokovia right, right. and like her childhood so you get like like all your cliched neighbors that you see in sitcoms and stuff the nosy neighbor and all that sort of stuff which would be a great way to cast other people from the movies too to come into this yeah, that would be there <laughs> I think, I mean, the the thing that I'm sure everyone agrees is the big winner is that we actually get to see the classic comic book costume for a little bit in all its silly glory. Yeah, it looks great. It looks silly, but yeah, it's great. It does. I, I, I love this kind of like splitting the difference. Luke Cage did that too, where it's like, look, he wore the thing that you like and you recognize. Can we move past this now? And as a fan, I'm like, yes, yes, we can move past this now. Thank you. <laughs> that was all I wanted. Just throw me a bone and let me know it exists. <laughs> Uh, yeah. But when is the first one of those coming out? I know we've talked about this. It's Falcon and Winter Soldier yeah. that comes out first. Yeah, yes. August and then September, I think, is is Eternals or or it might be WandaVision. Because right. I know, I know then, there's like there's like a, a big chunk of month where it's like Falcon, Winter Soldier, WandaVision, Eternals, and like the Mandalorian within the space of like a month each. Yes, Mandalorian is October. Yeah. So it's funny to think that this is probably the longest stretch we've gone without a straight up, uh, what is it, Marvel movie. Yeah, well, we've got uh, Black Widow coming out in April. It's true. I wonder how that one will track. I mean, it's a Marvel movie. Would it not be a hilarious situation where Black Widow all this time actually does better opening weekend than Harley? You know, I wouldn't put it past it. I mean, it's an MCU film. It's like a, a proven brand. So, yeah room i think i think that would be some real salt in warner brothers wounds there to be like <laughs> hey hey the fourth pillar of dc gets outshined by black widow a character who's only gotten mini series like the last decade yeah <laughs> a character who we remember exists sometimes and whose actors were actually kind of moving out of the part at the moment <laughs> <laughs> yeah yeah <laughs> to replace her with someone newer younger and probably blonder <laughs> Because that's movie making, damn it. Also, we've got, uh, what is it, the dude from Stranger Things, and he's a crazy Russian Captain America. You'll love it. Yeah, that, that's going to probably sell the movie a lot, I reckon. 
Yeah, really, just because it's like, well, I got to see what that is. Yeah. I mean, I know what Black Widow is, but I have to see what that is. <laughs> and inevitably, too, you know, again, we've been theorizing forever that the Black Widow movie is probably where they're going to start planting seeds for the inevitable Thunderbolts because they made a solid point of showing, yeah, look, Thunderbolt Ross is in this. Yeah, as well as like in, in uh, Falcon and Winter Soldier, we're definitely probably getting Thunderbolts because we've got Zemo and uh, there's been uh, apparently uh, casting of like other thunderbolts related characters within that show mm. as well we also have a couple around at the moment there ghost was a member mm -hmm. of the thunderbolts and in fact the second black widow was a member of the thunderbolts yeah we also got people seem to forget abomination and all those characters are like just laying in Dang limbo around. just laying waiting to be to be used man it's gonna be a hell of a day when they finally finally get uh abomination <laughs> out of the freezer and be like remember me i'd love for them to do that absolutely love it you know it'd be great he comes back and he instantly gets beaten by somebody <laughs> <laughs> that would be pretty great <laughs> like oh, after ten thousand years i'm free <laughs> just knocked aside <laughs> look there we dealt with it are you happy now like a like the gauntlet in thor ragnarok it's like but wait didn't odin have a gauntlet too what was up with the gauntlet fake yeah well hey maybe a loki series might deal with that that would be fun i would really like that actually this in the in that super bowl trailer apparently that loki bit was filmed specifically for that because they, they'd that. only like literally just started shooting like the day before that happened and again, the uh, the Loki show, too, a lot of people are wondering, you know, like, well, what is that? What is that even going to be? Uh, because obviously, you know, Loki's such a broad character. He can do whatever the hell he wants. It might not even be Tom Hiddleston the whole time. We might see Loki take some of his other forms. I'd like that. Yeah. And, and that little part we got in that Super Bowl, uh, he was wearing like a jumpsuit that had uh, the time, the, like time cops of the the marvel universe so mm -hmm. like make sure so yeah i guess like time travel and jumping realities is obviously going to be a big part of that show chat brings up two interesting points there tevia saying i thought uh, zima was the leader of the thunderbolts yes originally but do you really think uh, disney isn't going to have a character called thunderbolt ross and not try and make that connection yeah <laughs> also thunderbolt ross as red hulk was on the thunderbolts himself at one point so there you go yeah uh, JT Wizzy actually brings up a rather interesting conspiracy theory that I've heard online, too, about this movie in a lot of spaces. I don't know if you've heard about this, Matt, but a lot of people are theorizing that Taskmaster in the new movie might actually be Natasha's sister. And so they might actually fuse the characters of Black Widow 2 and Taskmaster together. I, I could I could see that. I could see that. Wouldn't be the first time they've done that because, yeah, I will freely admit Black Widow 2 on her own kind of a thin character uh anthony masters the taskmaster really cool costume really cool power set tell me anything about him tell me what he looks like under the mask yeah. i thought so <laughs> in fact the few times we do see him under the mask in the comics i have to do a double take and be like who the fuck is that guy? oh yeah that's what taskmaster looks like under the mask okay <laughs> he so rarely takes it off and why would you <laughs> But uh, yeah, there's uh, there's your little up-to-dateness there about what's going on on uh, the Disney Plus app. Oh, speaking of apps, this wasn't in the news, but this just hit me. Did you see, uh, what is it, uh, uh, Apple TV? They've got like a bunch of new shows they've started dropping. Yeah, well, like what? 
uh, Mystic Quest with uh, what is it? The dude from It's Always Sunny in Philadelphia. Oh yeah, yeah, I did uh, see Ashley that show. Burke. So, so it's Apple, Apple on. I didn't know which streaming surface was having that show. That actually looks really good. That show. It does. I want to check that one out. Uh, they got another show on there called Meet the Orangutans, and it's about orangutans, and you follow an orangutan from when he's born in a primate sanctuary and the life that an orangutan goes to. It's like a docu-series, and I'm like, well, fuck yeah, I'm down for this. Let me let me watch about the orangutans. We need more shows about cute animals. That's cool. I, I can imagine the show's going to end on a cliffhanger where, where he dies or something. Oh, no. <laughs> or he has to join the simian initiative, you know? There's a whole <laughs> other team of cute animals that, you know, like the puppies from Pick a Puppy and everything there that you got to all come together. Yeah, there's, it's their new crossover show that they're building right. towards and fight cats <laughs> no, i don't mean cats as in like the animal cats like the cats from the, the movie. movie cats yeah the movie yeah they gotta go they fight the movie to, yeah they have to fight them for you know uh, animal freedom and you know <laughs> the honor of animal kind that has been besmirched but yeah, it's funny, all those Apple TV shows, I'm like, oh yeah, they put a lot of time and money and they're dumping like a bunch of them all at once on a new streaming app. I forgot this was a thing. I guess this is going to happen more and more now as we live in the era, as I keep calling it, the app cold war, where everyone's trying to one-up each other with content and series. Yeah, I, I, I always kept forgetting about it, but yeah, they, they dumped like a heap of money. They got like a Jason Momoa show where everyone's blind or something. Uh, they yes, got i saw because one of my friends got it uh, i saw the it's called the morning show had like steve carell and everything i actually really liked oh. that show it was really damn good huh. steve carell uh jennifer aniston uh hmm. who else uh reese witherspoon the sad truth about that is that means there's going to come a time where it's like yeah there's all this really good tv no one is watching because it's behind apps you don't own also i keep hearing about that one called um queeby or something mm, yeah sounds I, familiar well I, I i like looked at it and i still have no idea what it is i'm like is is this is just like like expensive tiktok what what is it because <laughs> they because they just kept announcing all these shows that are coming to it and i'm like then i looked then i saw an ad for it and it looks like it is just like a tiktok thing so i'm like oh so are the shows like five seconds long what what's happening but you see, this is also a great time for television, too, because that means it doesn't matter what idea you have. It'll probably be greenlit somewhere <laughs> for a season. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. That, that whole Netflix meme where, where you, you'll get get like 10 seasons and a, and a creative contract with them is coming true. <laughs> Thanks for calling Netflix. How does three seasons sound? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, your uh, idea has yeah, been greenlit. <laughs> Yeah. Welcome to Netflix there. Hey, how's five seasons, two specials? Ooh, but don't unionize, though, or we'll cancel you. <laughs> We don't cancel often, but we will. <laughs> or we'll cancel shows that people actually really like, like American Vandal. Yeah, really. And then we'll keep shows around, too, where it's like, who watches this? Yeah, and make movies like Tall Girl. Yeah, I know. I couldn't believe that. I'm like, this isn't real. This is a joke. This is a joke movie. This, this is like a college humor actually... movie or something, is it? <laughs> Thank you. Yes, absolutely. This is like a college humor sketch from like 2005 it's like no it's a it's a it's a real drama it's about the you know being tall is bad i'm like what okay okay <laughs> and of course the chat too talking about all the shows they like that got canceled from yeah they canceled the oa and they canceled this and they canceled uh what was that straczynski show about people who jumped into uh, other people's bodies i have no idea uh sense eight. Oh yeah yeah 
some someone did mention the oa i have no idea what the oa is but i did see that one scene where they defeated a school shooter with interpretive dancing and that's, <laughs> that's all i know about the show and that's all i want to know about the show <laughs> that show sounds dope as fuck honestly <laughs> Man, it's funny. Again, you know, my mom really liked that show Sense8. And I'm like, oh, who made it? And she was really bummed when it was canceled. I'm like, oh, oh, Straczynski. Oh, I'm sorry, mom. Everything Straczynski's done gets canceled. Welcome. Welcome to my world as a comic reader. Let me tell you about all his comic work that got canceled prematurely. <laughs> I haven't I haven't had a chance because uh, last Friday that Lock and Key show dropped. I haven't had a chance yes, to, to see it. But as well as that, I haven't seen a lot of people talking about it. No, I haven't either, because they kind of sprung it on us, where it's like, it's out this month, really? Yeah, and th- th- it's kind of ironic, because it, it spent how how long going from, like, network to network, studio to oh, studio, uh, like, and then, yeah, it comes out, and everyone's like, eh, okay. I, uh, I, di- I didn't watch it, because I heard mixed things about it, and I actually, again, just in between doing other stuff, I kind of, like, scrubbed through an at- the first episode, and I'll tell you, stylistically, I'm like, oh, Oh, this uh, this looks way more Stranger Things than it actually does Lock and Key. Oh, I was gonna say from that trailer we saw, I'm like, oh, this looks exactly like Stranger Things or like Umbrella Academy, like that same type of like aesthetic look. I'm like, ch- change it up a little bit, guys. It's a lot like that, and that's a real shame because Lock and Key had a really good aesthetic all to itself. And mm-hmm. I'm like, oh, I'm glad you're taking chances on stuff like this Netflix now, but let's let's not have them all look the same. At least. When they were doing the Marvel Netflix shows, of course they all looked the same because they're in the same goddamn universe. Yeah. <laughs> Unless they want to make that big crossover and say all of these Netflix shows actually exist in the same universe, <laughs> it's in which like, case that's fine. It's like that TV trope where like all TV shows exist in the mind of that kid in the coma. Tommy Westfall. Yeah. <laughs> the kid's name was Tommy Westfall, the show was Saint Elsewhere, and the guy who came up with that theory was Dwayne McDuffie. Oh, really? Yes, the milestone oh, wow. static shock guy. He came up with that. Yeah, well, it's true. <laughs> it's it true for the Netflix is. ones. What'll be the Netflix ones? To the tall girls in a coma, and these all yeah, these really. shows all take place in her head. <laughs> exactly, all in the mind of tall girls, <laughs> <laughs> and they all have to come together and form the Netflix initiative because everything <laughs> has to lead to the big team up right now. Yep. All right, Eleven from Stranger Things. All right, you know, all these other characters <laughs> come come together to fight the evil. Who's who's the villain of the Netflix initiative, Chad? Who's who, who's the villain? <laughs> Netflix themselves. They, yeah, for real. They vow to cancel the show. <laughs> they, they take off their mask and they're like, actually, it was us all along. <laughs> we just love greenlighting shows and we love destroying them at the same time. Yeah. <laughs> We're very famous for that. No, the villain is unionization is what it is. Look, you have to stop your friends from joining a union because we just can't have that. <laughs> but you know what we can have, Matt? Uh, we can have a five-issue Juggernaut miniseries from Fabian Nassiza coming soon is what we can have. Cool. I guess anyone's getting a, any, a series now. <laughs> so true. It's like, look, did you not show up to Krakoa on the first day? Are you tangentially connected to the X-Men? Well, guess what? You're getting a miniseries to explain <laughs> where you're at and how you feel about this. Yeah, it'll be, I guess it'll be interesting because, like, like which, what route do you think they're going to go with, with him? Are they going to keep him with the, the Stone of Sidorak? Mm. Uh, or, how, like, how does that tie into him, like, with Krakoa, like if he dies and right. gets reborn does he still keep the the stone 
what happens or how does that work yeah uh i know when we last read uh juggernaut which was in that uh those x-men black one shots that they did mm-hmm. they actually left his character in a very interesting predicament that i'm almost certain they will not go back to but basically the deal was is he's like okay i'm not really a good guy anymore i'm not really a bad guy anymore but I went and fought the cult of Sidorak and discovered, oh, wait, the stone I had was actually one of many stones. And the one that I had gave me super strength, but there's probably other stones with other powers I should go find. Yeah, they're probably not going to go with that. They're probably not going to do that. But uh, that was one of those ideas where I'm like, oh, this would be fun for a Juggernaut miniseries. And then we never got that Juggernaut miniseries. You know what I would like? for, for a ju- just thinking about a juggernaut miniseries so we've got juggernaut who's like this unstoppable force and everything mm-hmm. i'd like to see like because of the the shady shit krakoa has been getting up to especially with mm-hmm. like x-force and all that i i'd really like if he was like their like their a-bomb they, they uh, they're like okay we've got a situation here that we can't use x-force can't send the x-men oh we'll just drop fucking juggernaut on it and it'll fuck everything up and just destroy I, I, everything I like that, and that's, like, his way to try and, like, buy passage to the island because it's like, well, Kane Marco, you're not really a mutant. You just hang out with us a lot, and, you know, you awaken your mutant half using magic and mysticism sometimes in some versions. And it would be really interesting is I give Kane, like, cool characterization if that, like, he's like, okay, like, these guys are, like, they only use me for this power. They don't give a fuck about me. And, like... Absolutely. And this is him him sort of, like, trying to regain back his mutant heritage or something. Like, trying to... In a way. Like, like his humanity sort of thing. He's Like, he's an outsider looking in on mutant culture. And, like, mm-hmm. you know, you let all these other villains in, but you didn't let me in just because I'm, like, a... What is it? A, a mutant-adjacent villain to the X-Men. Yeah. Also, are they going to tie him in with Xavier being like his half-brother sort of thing? I would hope so. I would hope they would tackle that side of it for sure. Yeah, it would be very intri- intriguing to see if they do that, especially since like, Xavier is like, more or less evil at the moment. <laughs> yeah. He has a new costume, too, and by new costume, I mean it's his old costume that we put some cool neon Tron lines on. <laughs> yeah, when in doubt, put Tron lines on everything. Put Tron lines on it. Also, Fabian Nassiza is writing this, which does my head in where I'm like, man, Fabian Nassiza, you've been writing X-Men for, like, how long? Like, almost 30 years now? Yeah, a long time. Like, every era you've come and written something? Yeah, well, which is good, which is good. You see, you see, I think he's got a pretty good grasp on most of these characters. Mm. He, he's been in, in the game for long enough, so he understands them. Yeah, get to keep the old with the new. So, yeah, that's pretty interesting. It's a five-issue miniseries, which honestly surprised me, too, because I'm like, man, everyone's getting a series in X-Men now. <laughs> How long is this going to be full series? <laughs> going to see hey, what if Juggernaut it, If it does day. well, if it does well. <laughs> Yeah, really. Yeah, don't. Uh, don't he could say become it the happen. fourth pillar of Marvel. <laughs> the fourth juggernaut, the fourth we, pillar of. Marvel. And we could have X Men movie and the emancipation of Kane Marco. I'm fine with this. You <laughs> joke, but I'm fine with it. <laughs> but where it's it's guising itself as a um an X Men film, but really it's a juggernaut film. Yeah, really. <laughs> I mean, they already did it with Deadpool. They were going to make an yeah. X Force movie, but Deadpool two just had an X Force segment in it. Yeah. And Juggernaut was the bad guy in that movie, too. Holy shit. <laughs> yeah. Uh, all right, then we got one last piece of news here before we talk about what we read this week. And again, we were talking about comic book legends. Well, we got another one for you. Kirk Busick 
is coming back to Marvel and he's basically doing what they're selling as a sequel to Marvel's, but it's kind of its own thing. It's very weird. They're being super vague about what this series is, but yo, it's Kirk Busick. It's the Marvel's. It's probably going to be pretty damn cool. They basically given him a blank check to write about whatever he wants. So there. Yeah. And, and it's, while while Marvel's is tech well Marvel is technically in continuity, this one actually is continuity. Like they've yeah. said, it's six one six. It's gonna like explain like certain things that span all the decades, sort of thing. Mm-hmm. Like and and it, I like how they explain how it's like there's a big story, but like it's broken up into pieces. It's like oh, Captain America's over here doing one thing that'll lead into this, and Punisher's doing something that leads into the Captain America stuff, and like stuff like that. I thought that was pretty cool. Yeah. And again, you know, uh, the original Marvels, many people consider to be like the kingdom come for the Marvel universe. Mm-hmm. So it's cool to see this getting a sequel yeah. or spiritual sequel. Cause I don't think it's a direct sequel. No. Yeah. But that's cool. Uh, people in the chat mentioned too. Uh, yeah. They also announced a squadron Supreme tie-in for empire and also Rom V who's uh, going to be taking over justice league dark is going to be doing the Thor tie. And so empire is looking to get just bigger and yeah. bigger. I kind of thought there would be a squadron Supreme tie into empire since they're like the, they're like the American team mm-hmm. basically at the moment. So, uh, looking after they America's are team interests. America. So yeah, people come in to attack America. They're going to be there to, you know, defend it. They did the exact same thing in war of the realms. Yeah, that's right. I, I'm actually interested to go back to that team because, you know, uh, Aaron set them up as a big deal and then kind of put them on the back burner for the last little bit. He set them up as a big deal as well as setting up, like, Coulson, or the return Coulson yeah. as, like, a villain. That's right, yeah, who was working for the devil, maybe. <laughs> yeah, kind of, like, going against, like, America's interests in favor of America's interests. <laughs> yes, by working for the literal actual devil. And also, Black Panther knows he's back, but no one else knows he's back. Yeah, he's kind of, like, failed to mention that. Yeah, I'm interested to see where that's going to go, because, yeah, they, they, they kind of left that hanging mm-hmm. for a bit. But, yeah, should be good. Yeah. All of these should be good. I'm I'm interested in these. Uh, I guess with that out of the way, we can hop on over to what we read this week then. And again, I read a lot. I didn't read everything I wanted, but I read a lot. I did. I read a lot as well. All right. Where where would we like to start this week, Matt? Uh, well, let's start with Justice League issue 40. Yeah, sure. The big Robert Vendetti premiere issue. I'll let you uh, yeah. take, the, take point on this. I thought it was really damn good. I mean, it's a Superman, Daxum, Krypton-centric story, so basically <laughs> yeah. he's preaching to the choir with we're, you. We're picking up a lot of the stuff that he did in uh, Hell Jordan and the Green Lantern Corps um, mm. with Eradicator and all those characters. Uh, but yeah, we're, the story picks off sometime, question mark, after Scott Snyder's run, or maybe during it who cares no it, it it's definitely during <laughs> yeah because superman talks about outing himself alfred is dead this definitely yeah. takes some place during but i guess at a time when a hawk woman and martian manhunter were gone yeah the, yeah when just you know between the skirmishes with the the legion they 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 fought a fucking daxamite invasion 
<sighs> DC editorial, man. Jesus Christ. <laughs> you know this just came like, look, it doesn't matter. We're rebooting. We're retconning. Yeah. We're crisising it all away anyway. Just fucking, just fucking do whatever. Nothing matters. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So, um, yeah, they they get attacked by Sodom Yat, the the Daxamite's former Green Lantern, who, uh, we find out has become kind of a politician, kind of wanting to isolate Daxamites off from everyone because Daxamites are fucking dangerous since they're basically Kryptonians. Um, and yeah, he, he, he warns them of Eradicator who has seemingly taken over Daxam and cloned a bunch of people and made super soldiers with none of the Daxamites, uh, weaknesses. So no, I like lead. the idea of Eradicator being a more solo villain now. Yeah. Well, yeah. Well, that's how they set him up in, in Venditti's Green Lantern book. He's just like on his own, like he was with Zod for a while and kind of Zod's lackey, but he's like, fuck that shit i'm going out on yeah, my own because he was a solo villain when he started yeah, yeah. yeah and he's a pretty powerful villain as well indeed and uh yeah he he's uh he's got his, his super soldiers and he's coming to invade earth because earth is near a yellow sun and it's like the perfect distance so they they'll get all the powers and as well earth is the only place where kryptonians are at the moment so hit there yeah. first take them out uh, the only thing that can hurt them is magic, and no, we can't call Justice League Dark for help because they're busy. Yeah, we'll use Madame Xanadu because Robert Vendetti uses her a lot in his Hawkman book. Does he actually? That's yeah. kind of cool. She 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 was like Hawkman's partner there for a while. Oh, interesting. I mean, she's a cool character who doesn't get enough play, and I like to Batman just totally cocks up talking to her. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. He immediately just like completely misreads the situation. <laughs> As Batman is wont to do, I imagine he just kicked down her door during lunch. Hey, Madam Zed, you gotta come help us right quick. <laughs> so yeah, that's uh, that's that's really the long and short of the issue. The only thing I didn't like about it is you know when they actually tried to fit it into continuity because I'm like, no, this just makes it more confusing. Yeah, just, just don't just bother. Tell your story. Just just tell your story and don't bother. Yeah. I like um that uh John and, and Superman got a lot to play with this issue. They're they sort of talking about each other and how they're similar, but also a bit different. Yeah, we don't get to see them hang out near as much, do we? No, so it was nice seeing that. And maybe, maybe that this is what this run will be. It'll be heroes we didn't get a lot of in Scott Snyder's run, whereas in that run it was mainly like Martian Manhunter and uh, uh, Hawk Girl and everything. Maybe we'll get more like... The B-team, mainly. More, more like Jon Stewart and Flash and everything. Because Flash also had a thing where he kind of like hesitated or his powers might not have worked very well which again yeah, kind of a little bit ties into like what was happening in his book recently where his powers got overcharged i was gonna say yeah i'm like let me guess that's a thing from flash i'm not reading at the moment well, yeah again it's that continuity thing where he's, his powers got overcharged and then the next issue which was the one i read this week uh he got them fixed by pied piper oh god god bless you for trying vendetti <laughs> try and have it make a sense god bless you uh <laughs> I guess another book we had this week, probably the other big new premiere this week, was, of course, X-Men Fantastic Four, issue number one, from the always great Chip Zdarsky. Yeah, again, proving that the X-Men are kind of up to some shady shit. I, I do like that it's Reed Richards is the first one to say what everyone else has been thinking but yeah. has been afraid to say. And he's not even that big a dick about it. He's just like, hey, you guys, you're getting getting a little creepy with your uh, seclusionist sex island that you want to take my teenage son away to kind of feels like you've come here to strong arm and kidnap him <laughs> what us no I, I li no i like what he says like look i don't have a problem with my son doing it as long as there's like time like he's a boy now he'll soon be a man then he can go he can make his own 
choice and everything but re but he's like no reed has a timetable he needs this to happen right now so that's what makes him suspicious yeah i i do love that fact and it's like yes yes why is it so important to get franklin to come to krakoa xavier says like oh well he he lost his god powers and you know this could be bad for uh for other mutants we need to help him and in doing so you know help anyone else with the problem like but is it really though is it really that's what i said on twitter he's, he's quick to help this guy who's got like omega level powers would he do the same for like joe joe mutant whose whose power is like creating lightning from his hands or something would he help them and signs probably point uh, to no yeah really i like to xavier almost becomes kind of like a bit of a skeevy pimp too in this situation too where it's like hey kitty so like you have a pre-existing relationship with this kid right he kind of seemed to have a boyish crush on you well he's a teenager now and uh, we need some help recruiting him so if that god-given sass don't work use that god-given ass girl go go <laughs> bring xavier his money go yeah. go you are now our, our, our resident mutant honeypot yeah really <laughs> which is so what it was and like it, that's what's smart about it too because she's like look i know this is important but i feel bad about it. and she's like look i will respect your decision whatever it that ends up being franklin and it's like oh is she saying that because she thinks that or she's saying that because she's thinking that's what xavier wants her yeah. to say there was a lot of three-dimensional chess in this issue yeah well she even men mentions like again it's like is she just saying this just to like play to play to his um his feelings but she mentions about how she doesn't want xavier to push him into anything he 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 isn't ready for but again is that like her just mm. saying it just because franklin wants to hear it or yeah and you figure like you know well strong arming the richards that seems like a very dumb idea and xavier's <laughs> not dumb and it's like oh no but if he comes you know says a bunch of dumb stuff brings magneto who pushes the issue that mm -hmm. way he's the one starting the fight with the family not xavier they make a scene and then because of that uh franklin finds out that his dad messed with his genes and it's like oh no xavier definitely planned for that to happen oh yeah he totally totally did yeah it's a hell of a thing and then it's like ooh, now reed looks like the dick because he monkeyed with his son's genes without asking <laughs> <laughs> Just, just a lot of people one-upping each other in the dick contest. <laughs> even even Ben got in it when, when he's talking with Storm, and Storm's like, oh, yeah, the new island's great. It's so safe and everything. And Ben's like, hey, you guys had an island before, and everyone died on it, and this just seems like a new version of that, but with extra steps. <laughs> Which, which is a hell of a thing, because Genosha was basically, you know, another mutant holocaust, so to have the very Jewish Ben Grimm basically make a holocaust joke... Yeah, yeah. <laughs> ...is a hell of a thing, but very well done. I just like getting to see the thing and Storm talk to each other, where it's yeah. like, we're the most two level-headed people on our respective teams. Yes, 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 we are. <laughs> You know, and the fact that we're kind of, you know, uh, taking jabs at each other should say what sort of situation we're in. Uh, also, too, I like uh, Valeria, who only comes in at the last second, where it's like, yeah, I know this story's about you, but look, I have a part to play as well. <laughs> yeah, I'm coming to Krakoa as well. Hey, did they... Hey, did they explain why he's not blonde anymore? I know a lot of people in my comment section complained that he wasn't blonde anymore, and I didn't have an answer. I'm guessing that must have happened in the main book. Uh, who, Franklin? yeah uh i want to say it was but like i i kind of dropped off this fantastic four because I, I just had too Same. much to to read at the moment but last thing i remember I, i'm just trying to remember if he was blonde or not i honestly can't remember 
I think he was when he was powerhouse when he came back. Yeah, no, I know, I know. Like when, like the first couple of issues when they were like still in that multiverse adventure, he he was blonde, or at least like a dark, darker blonde. Yeah. Yeah, maybe this is I like saw him, him, in him another rebelling book against his parents. <laughs> I guess so. Which that's another great theme of this story too. You know, this like you know, uh, Reed can't help his son with his powers, and you know he's starting to see his dad as like you know fallible and everything, and that's really getting to him, which is causing him to rebel, and that's really kind of what the story is about—just blown up to a big superhero level. The you know what happens when the Richards boy rebels against his parents? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> And it's a hell of a thing, too, because he's like, look, you know, I was born to two of the most powerful heroes in the universe on one of the most well-respected teams. Oh, I have the power of a god, too. No pressure or anything for my <laughs> yeah. whole life. Yeah. <laughs> and then here comes Xavier in his pimped-out car. It's like, hey, come to an island where you can be a boy forever and nothing has to matter because, <laughs> you know, you can live forever and you'll never die. Yeah. They sometimes will call you up to, like, you know, go destroy people who are, like like saying mad shit about us or something i always thought i thought but it would be really people. interesting because he can create universes i i thought maybe the story was going to go and like oh maybe xavier wants him to create like a reality where the x-men can live mm. like safe we from everyone and yeah. like maybe maybe if xavier had come to them with that as like the thing they'd be like mm. oh okay then yeah maybe we'll, we'll do this but like obviously xavier needs him for something else <laughs> oh absolutely he's, he's definitely got plans and plans within plans maybe it has something to do with moira too maybe it's mm -hmm. like look create us create us potential universes that we can look at so we don't have to keep burning through moira's uh many lives yeah like yeah he'll, he'll be like some like surrogate to like or like a, like a they hook him up to moira or something and they can view her like memories or something or like universes or something that's a cool idea it could also be like a no 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 xavier and magneto want franklin for his universe power so we don't need moira anymore yeah yeah maybe moira is like like going against them like you're getting a bit like a bit too power mad and, and arrogant well we saw in the last hawks and pox that they were like keeping secrets from each other and mm -hmm. like the honeymoon was very much over between the three of them oh yeah yeah i i can definitely see more being like yeah guys this this is kind of wrong what you're doing now you got you know you got beast running fake news scams yeah, really. and, and interrogate <laughs> guantanamo bays and whatnot like what the fuck are you doing <laughs> mutant waterboarding people <laughs> yeah yeah ro eating away their memories and turning people into vegetables and whatnot Eh, you know, it was for the greater good. <laughs> was it, though? Was it? <laughs> <laughs> they had it coming. <laughs> <laughs> Which, man, I know we talked about this before, but I actually love Suicide Squad Beast, and I hated all the other evil versions of him. I just kind of like this version where he's like, no, I'm doing it because I'm smarter than everyone. I have coldly and logistically measured the pros and cons of this situation, and this is what I came up with. I like, I like it, too, as, as well as he's not, like just evil beast there's like a c couple of layers to it like he knows what he's doing is wrong but he has to do it right yeah and maybe there's part of him that kind of enjoys doing it because yeah, it's like yeah. yeah you know i get to i get to actually enact my intelligence in the world and people have to listen to me now where before you know even though i was smart and well respected you know people like wolverine and everyone else and cyclops never listened to me yeah he's gonna, gonna a little bit power mad 
Man, imagine the X-Force coup of Krakoa if they ever tried to <laughs> do that. Jesus Christ. <laughs> Beast could do it. In, he could do it. That's happened before in military nations where it's like, okay, you know, the army has decided they're going to depose the president and take over now. I, I'd love to see something like that. That'd be so cool. That would be a hell of a thing. And again, this, this Krakoan stuff is going to stick around for a bit, so there's no telling where it could go. Yeah. Uh, another book I'm sure we both read this week, Batman 88. Yes. The mystery really taking some twists and turns here that I did not see coming. Mm, yeah, we got a nice nice kind of smattering of like what this whole perfect crime was about and how the designer approached four, maybe four villains in, in Gotham. Mm. We got, we got uh, Penguin, Catwoman, Joker, and maybe someone else. Uh, well, I think they said the Riddler was there too. Oh yeah, yeah, he was, yeah. Because he's the one telling about which man. What a what a weird but also kind of interesting group of villains to approach. Joker, obviously, he's the biggest one. <laughs> Catwoman, well, because they kind of have an on again, off again relationship. Penguin, because he's the richest and most well connected, and Riddler, because he's the smartest. Yeah, yeah, it's it's a good smattering of villains. Is not not your usual uh, rogues gallery of villains that usually team up. And I imagine somewhere off to the side, Bane and Two-Face are like, what are we, fucking chopped liver? We don't get invited <laughs> to the perfect crime. Bane in his wheelchair no, after having his back broken by Flashpoint Batman. You know what? There's a perfect reason why they don't get invited to the perfect crime. Because it's like, look, Two-Face, there's a 50-50 chance you might not do what we <laughs> yeah, ask of you. You might fuck us over. <laughs> and Bane, you've clearly uh, been a fan of flipping the table and going home when things don't go your way. <laughs> You'll just break his back again, and he'll just cut your venom tubes like they love to do. <laughs> so these are the villains we have. But yeah, Catwoman digs up a grave, and we end up finding a Joker corpse in there, which is like, what? Yeah, a Joker corpse. <laughs> a Joker corpse. And I'm like, is this actually connected to three Jokers? Is this, uh, Or is this just like part of a bigger uh, con game? Yeah, is this something to do with like what scott snyder was doing because james tynan's writing this is is this something to do with that or like what's going on i don't know man i don't know uh then of course we uh, get batman fighting the other assassins and uh, destro gets a great bit this issue where he takes penguin hostage and it's like look i know you don't want even a villain's blood on your hands batman so either let us go or you know i'll kill him mm, can't let that happen okay well then save him from bleeding out then <laughs> yeah i thought that was that was great i didn't think it'd go there like total deathstroke moment of like look i was gonna cut his throat one way or another it was just a matter <laughs> of how deep i cut it <laughs> yeah that that was great and then we, we get to see again more like in these th first three issues we've had like a good smattering of like new gadgets for batman we get a really cool one where he can turn any car with wayne technology in it into like a temporary batmobile very very telltale batman game where he drove around in a sports car that became the batmobile yeah yeah but i i've also loved how there's like all of these new tools he's got all these new tools for like every situation but there's always a limitation on them like like that yes. that nightcrawler thing can't like go into the streets because it's too big and cumbersome mm. Um, and this tool, he, he can use it on any car with Wayne technology, but it's essentially just still that car. It doesn't have the armor or weapons of a Batmobile. So he's what? essentially just driving around in a car that's a little bit faster. Uh, 
Jersey Luck actually brings up an excellent point, too, as to why those four villains might have been chosen. They were also the villains in the Batman 66 uh, movie. Yes, yes, they were. I did not make that connection until you brought it up. Holy shit. The designer's egghead. <laughs> oh, my God. Vincent Price. Yes, hello, Batman. It was all me all if, along. If that turns out to be true... <laughs> I'll be like, fuck yeah. <laughs> uh, that'd be great. He, he, he is canon. I forget what book he showed up in in the background, Egghead, mm. but he is canon, and he does look like Vincent Price. Yeah, oh, that'd be great. It's Roddy McDowell. It's the bookworm. It was me. <laughs> Read a book. Literacy uh, day. And as, as JT Wizzy, we're getting a new Joker's girlfriend coming up soon. Yeah, punchline. I like her design. Yeah, I like what what James Tynan was saying. It's like, oh, she's definitely nothing like Harley. She has like none of the morals. She's like basically mm. like Harley without the morals or anything. Right, because even Harley at her worst, she still had redeeming characteristics. She was silly. She was goofy. Yeah. You couldn't hate her even when she was doing bad things. And you fully realize that she was like an abused woman in a toxic relationship. So it's like, uh, you know, I hope someone can save her before something bad happens. But yeah, I like that, you know, a, a Harley who has none of that. Yeah, I, I think that's that's quite interesting. And it'd be interesting as well since Joker more or less like isn't around any anymore like we haven't really seen no. him for whatever reason <laughs> yeah, so well, he's in a hell horizon and a bunch of other yeah, stuff so yeah so like so like does that does that mean like like she's running everything is she, is this like when joker comes back he's got the new harley with him does he find yeah. her also speaks a lot to joker's personality too is this like a delayed reaction to like she didn't leave me i kicked her out look i'm doing fine this is my rebound girl i'm fine everything's fine i met her on clown tinder yeah i know right that's michael where the fuck did you to me what messed up dating app did you to meet on please let me know because again you know harley was his psychiatrist what was this lady it was that it was that that the, the DC versions of that that hench app from Marvel. Oh God, I love the hench app so much. <laughs> the hench app is great, and again, to sing the praises of that Harley show, uh, there was a great uh, bit where she like goes to a talent agency, and it's like supervillain uh, technician enterprises, and the joke is that it's STI. It's like urinary tract infection. <laughs> is there is is their acronym? Oh, that's great. <laughs> i thought that was so funny i'm like that's great that's what it would be called <laughs> uh, that's so funny <laughs> but yeah but uh, yeah punchline looks cool uh wh who do we actually think the villain is going to be because i i have a theory they are able to speak through people and they kind of have like a ghostly green font and uh they like stopped a sentence on the word prey i'm thinking deacon blackfire actually well that'd be very interesting yeah I'm because just trying Deacon to Blackfire didn't 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 Batman fight Blackfire recently in that uh oh, it was a detective book I think it might have been the one with the the Spectre annual. or something or yeah yeah the, yeah that annual where he, yeah it was underground and he had those kids yes because we've seen a couple versions of him we've seen I think that version he was the human version mm -hmm. but then in Batman Eternal which Tynan also helped wrote uh, write we saw a version of him there and he was a ghost yeah Ooh. interesting maybe they combine so them right i'm thinking you know maybe it's the ghost version maybe he possesses yeah. people but then i'm like ah but why why would he want to do the perfect crime though and you know what's what's his issue yeah, yeah. Well, maybe he's just bored yeah they'll find a reason i'm sure <laughs>
That'd well, be I really mean, interesting. You know, to make the perfect uh, crime on Batman, obviously, you have to already be a ghost. You have to already be dead. Yeah, I, I, I would actually like it if it, it just like turned out to be like Riddler. Riddler just playing his, his, his perfect riddle on Batman. That that would be cool, too, because it feels like we've gone forever uh, for having a story where Riddler is like the main bad guy. Mm-hmm. It would go it against would everything be... that set up that really awesome Year of the Villain book, but still, it would be pretty cool. Uh, well, unless maybe they circle back around and make that part of it where it's like, look, I know I couldn't be the Riddler anymore, so I had to be the designer. <laughs> oh, that would be really cool. That would be cool. That's what I am now. Yeah. Oh, uh, some party pug too saying, you know, what if it's uh, the architect? Yeah, that would be interesting too if it was the architect from uh, what is it, Gates of Gotham? Because again, he mm. showed up in Batman Eternal for a minute, and the fact that you know Batman's trying to rebuild the city right now kind of seems like something that might get under the architect's skin. Yeah, yeah, I could see that. Something to do, maybe the Court of Owls or something. Yeah, mm. I don't know if I want that, but you know, they could make. Hey, it the work. Court of Owls are like popular. They are. Not as popular as they used to be, though. They they buried that story in uh, that Robin crossover they yeah. did. We are Robin. Yeah. They buried that when they literally buried Lincoln March, and they're like, okay, no more of your bullshit. <laughs> Get out of here. <laughs> With your maybe I'm Batman's brother, maybe I'm not. <laughs> can't, can't have none of that. <laughs> oh, the chat had another good one, too. Uh, hinge for villains, vinge. <laughs> <laughs> I like that a lot, actually. Binge. <laughs> <laughs> That's good. Uh, what else did we read this week? Uh, da -dun -da -dun -da -da. I mixed in some old ones and some new ones, so I'm having a hard time keeping them all together. Uh, ooh, I had uh, Immortal Hulk Great Power from Tom Taylor. I've read half of this so far. It's fine. It's fine. Yeah. The worst thing I can say about it is that they don't have it in the current Immortal Hulk timeline. They, like, bench it in, like, issue 13. So all the really interesting stuff with Devil Hulk hasn't happened yet. I was going to ask, like, someone who's actually reading the book what it's like. Because I, I enjoyed – I've been enjoying this this book so far. Like, um, I, I like the idea that, like, Hulk now has the powers of Spider-Man because that's just so fucking insane. <laughs> well – Again, he doesn't use any of them, so... Yeah, yeah, that, 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 that's where I've, I've just gotten up to where he's not really using them. I'm like, oh, well, why isn't he... I want to see, like, Hulk swinging through buildings and whatnot. I mean, I, I won't spoil the story for you. I'll just say a lot of it is missed opportunity. Ah, that's a shame. And once you finally find out what it's all about, it's like, oh, so nothing was ever really at risk the whole time? Oh, that's disappointing. Oh, no. Oh, is it a dream? <laughs> No, it's not a dream, but it's definitely one of those, oh, well, you solved this really quickly and really easily, oh. actually, and there was actually very few roadblocks. And missed opportunity, because I would have loved it if Peter came face-to-face -face with the Immortal Hulk, who is, again, as I've said before, become a Metal Gear villain in his own book. Yeah, because that's what I thought the book was going to be about, where, like, Spider-Man just gets involved in this Immortal Hulk story. It is not. It's not uh, a horror story. It's a science fiction story. And I'm like, oh, that's that's a shame. Yeah, and apparently this, this is like the first in a couple of times. Yes, which again, I think makes a lot of sense where it's like, look, Hulk has never been bigger than he has been right now. Again, was outselling Batman for a little bit. We need to do more Hulk books and brand the Immortal Hulk, <laughs> but also we can't really do what Ewing's doing because we don't want to disturb his perfect story, so we'll just give it to other people. It it's really weird that these tie-ins are like tied into the book but they're not 
it, yes. it's, it's so strange that, that like usually when you get a tie-in that's like oh for something that's happening in the main book because there's like a big arc or something happening like like and it would have made sense if this happened when he fought the avengers that time yes and it, and this is all gonna weird as read as like really weird time capsules when it's all done too yeah it's very very strange as you said missed opportunity it sounds like feels feels like they really wanted more hulk books but they didn't care how they got there yeah yeah also also shame too for tom taylor tom taylor has a bad run at marvel for doing one shots that's what i was gonna say because like that's what drew me to this book i'm like oh tom taylor's doing like immortal hulk stuff that's pretty cool and and spider-man he's writing spider-man at the moment which is really good you can tell he had a mini series worth of ideas where they're just like it just condense it into a one shot yeah that's a shame yeah yeah definitely uh, but um, but um, uh, what else did you have? Because I think I only have like one other new one. I had Darth Vader issue one. Oh yes, what uh, what is the Dark Lord of the Sith up to this time, and what so, makes it different from the other Darth Vader series we've been having? Well, firstly, this is written by Greg Pak. Um, cool, I like him. Uh, it's much like the the most recent reboot of the Star Wars ongoing, where it's set between Empire Strikes Back and Return of Jedi. Uh -huh. so this is like pre-bespin or uh, post-bespin darth vader so he's looking for luke um since he doesn't know where luke has gone since he's just kind of disappeared he's decided to track down anyone who ever hid luke or knew about luke and punish them mm. and the first place him and his little forensic droid start uh tatooine they go to lars Ooh. lars homestead and the droid has a look around and that's where they they find like the the graves of like shimmy skywalker and darth vader starts having like nam flashbacks of like, like <laughs> natural going there and like avenging his mother's death by killing a whole bunch of like tuscan raiders all that sort of stuff and uh they gain the 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 uh the attention of some pirates because the pirates saw their ship land and think oh well, a lone imperial ship must be pretty important we'll go and like mm like raid them and not realizing it's darth vader so they and they live to regret that decision almost immediately they just all just get wiped out and because vader's like angry because he's back at the place where his mother died and everything they they get it extra bad oh good someone to take my aggression out on yeah um eventually they end up going back to coruscant to where padme Amidala's like old apartment was and mm. they they look around there and they find like a tracking device thing that the droid is able to like rebound back to where it's like sending off to because they mm -hmm. they they figure out that padme or whoever had luke after padme died brought them back to coruscant for like a brief window of time so they track it to this planet and they kill their way through what they think is right, a re right. re rebel cell and they find out that padme mm. is running the rebel cell what? Yeah, it's not Padme. It'll be one of her handmaidens. No, of course that's right. But hey, nice use of continuity. We know that yeah. lots of people uh, dressed up as Padme. Yeah, it's even better as well because uh, Vader is actually shocked by this and taken off guard. And it's very rare that Vader is caught mm. off guard. That's actually very clever. Yeah, so I'm looking forward to seeing how that plays out. That's I, I like that a lot actually. That sounds super clever and super outside the box. Yeah, it's really cool. Really cool. Different completely different yeah. from Charles Soul series. I like that. Yeah, you never do see a vulnerable Vader. That's clever and smart. Mm-hmm. I, I keep saying I got to pick a day and I got to catch up on all these Star Wars stories because they sound super good. Oh, yeah. The, well, now would be the perfect uh, time. 
Because fresh starts, yeah. Yeah. What, uh, I guess the last new comic I read this week was actually Daredevil number 17. I read this one as well. Yeah, this this is a rather interesting kind of issue. It's the fallout of Daredevil and Elektra stealing all that money from the storm winds, and they kind of Robin Hood it back to everyone in Hell's Kitchen. But it doesn't it doesn't make Matt feel happy like he thought it would. He's still dealing with post superhero depression. Yeah, yeah, he 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 got he got fucked over by Elektra again. He thought again. He, he thought he was past all that, but he, yeah, and so he's kind of just just bumming around trying to still find his place and like well, like oh well she sullied my mission does that mean my mission is like all completely mm-hmm. fucked or can i keep doing it yeah he, uh, he asked forgiveness of the mother of the guy he accidentally killed in issue one only to discover that she's actually well aware of everything that's been going on and that like completely rocks him to his core because he was ready to do what matt always does in this situation and that is keep everyone at an emotional arm's length while also trying to you know uh, assuade his guilt by giving her a lot of money yeah i I really love that that caught him off guard and he kind of had to like deal with it there in the moment and accept yeah if you don't get your way yeah and i like that that was his punishment and again, too, you know, yeah, like like being the self-hating Catholic that he is, where it's like, no, forgiveness hurts as much as everything else. Just let me self-flagellate myself forever <laughs> so I can continue to feel bad and justify my actions as Daredevil. Uh, I think Foggy actually gets the line of the issue when he finds out what Matt's been up to. And he's just like, Jesus Christ, man, you're addicted to danger. You're addicted to putting your friends in danger. I thought you changed, but you're just doing the same Daredevil shit without a costume. Yeah, yeah, I I, I love that. Foggy just calls him on his shit. Yeah, and Matt's like, yeah, yeah, you're right. And then it's like the street preacher who again gets, uh, like makes him think of something he never thought of before. And it's like, yeah, you know, all this money's great and a great windfall for this poor community in Hell's Kitchen, but there's no such thing as a free lunch, man. People are going to come looking for that money. <laughs> yeah, or well, looking to try and take that back. So he's like, oh, okay, yeah, I should probably go and confront Stormwinds. <laughs> Mm-hmm. And uh, that leads to a great scene where it's, it's a masquerade ball and Daredevil uh, puts on a mask that looks very similar to the old Daredevil villain, Mr. Fear, actually. I, I, I like the idea that he had to put on a, like a more fuller mask because so, people couldn't, couldn't be seen seeing Matt Murdock talking to the Stormwinds. Yes, and I love, too, where he's like, yeah, being former mayor, people just kind of let me in places. <laughs> <laughs> and it probably helps that he's blind as well that probably helps too and it's it's great too i i think the storm wins i always enjoyed them but i think they truly become great villains in this issue because matt interrogates them and you think like they're going to be like oh well talk to my lawyer oh i'm not talking to you but no they are so pompous and so arrogant they literally tell this random guy in a mask everything about their plan yeah because they're so so arrogant and so self-assured and there's all while this is happening they're having like the whole place like locked down and the police called and all that sort of stuff and yeah they're just there saying yeah oh yeah maybe we we did like turn up the crime rate in hell's kitchen to drive down real estate prices so we could buy them and make money and we're like what are you going to do about it (laughs) it's literally a tale as old as time and i love that like daredevil isn't prepared for this where it's like so no no super villainous plans here no death rays no you know uh shakespearean blood feuds or anything no no really you did this just for money yep just for money 
just predatory <laughs> capitalism at its finest. And the fact where they're like, look, man, we never cared about Hell's Kitchen. We never cared about you or the Kingpin or anything. You are all just dollar signs to us. Yeah. Now, please fuck off. <laughs> yeah, and, and when they realize that Matt's probably going to prove uh, a thorn in their side, they decide to call in the man they have on retainer, and that is Bullseye. The, they even do it with a bit of a joke to where they're like, yeah. oh, who's that guy we have on retainer? Oh, he comes highly recommended. Lester something. Ah, Bullseye. <laughs> <laughs> Which, this is going to be fun. I'm really interested to see yeah. how Zadarsky is going to write Bullseye. Yeah, that's going to be really interesting. First time we've seen him post the TV show, too. And obviously, you know, because we've seen you know uh kingpin and matt murdoch be such different versions of themselves i wonder if bullseye will also be a different version of himself It'd be really interesting to see what they do with him it'd be interesting as well to see if they reference his little role in uh valkyrie that's right yeah he was trying to kill a god for a minute yeah yeah he comes back and he's just colin farrell again <laughs> hey i would i'd be okay with that I'd be fine with that, too, because it's been enough time. Now it's nostalgic, and people forget he looked like Colin Farrell in the uh, Malieve Bendis era. That's how they drew him. That was their new, like, oh, we're going to like take him out of the silly costume and put him into something more realistic. And given the fact that Daredevil doesn't have a costume at the moment. Well, also, Zdarsky would make it great and fun and cool. I'm sure he would. And again, too, this is kind of like the first big time they've been promising uh, a bullseye story post the tv show so i wonder if we'll see any kind of interplay or reference or anything from the show make it into this mm -hmm. yeah yeah i'd be intrigued to see that i mean the fact that they're openly calling him lester now or before they never did mm -hmm. that's kind of an interesting take on it also too again speaking of daredevil as Zdarsky shared some artwork where he's like oh this is what year two of my daredevil is going to look like and he's back wearing a costume so basically we know that by the time this story ends matt will be back in the costume assumedly yeah well it's good to know that that one guy who comments on every one of my daredevil videos about how this mm. isn't daredevil because he's not in the costume or swinging across rooftops will be happy i'm sure he'll be happy about that because he's back in the costume also also, too, did you not read Guardian Devil or all these other stories where he didn't wear... One of his most beloved stories, he doesn't wear the costume until the very end. I mean, you could argue that, like, at the moment, he's just wearing his, like, Frank Miller-era costume. And even in Frank Miller, the most beloved origin story with him, he also just wore the black sweats the whole time. Exactly. The first season of that show, he just wore the black sweats the whole time until the very end. <laughs> Daredevil has a fun history of not wearing his costume. <laughs> yeah. Which I think speaks to what a strong character he is, where he just doesn't need it. Yeah, he's not defined by the costume. No, he defines the the, the red horns and everything. And it's funny, too, the costume they showed, it's a beautiful shot uh, that they drew of him, where it's basically the costume you know, but they've made some small changes to it. He's tucking his pants in still, yeah. which is an interesting thing. Also, too, uh, his arm pieces are just like wrapped up cloth that are red. And I'm like, oh, that's an interesting tag. And he has more of a defined thing on his chest and i'm like oh those are little changes but they're well, cool it looks like what he's wearing now that kind of tactical look but just red yeah with yeah. two d's just on the died. chest yeah again it's just like oh this is comfortable i'm just gonna keep this yeah yeah that's great yeah yeah i'm interested in that but yeah daredevil continues to be great chip Zdarsky is writing one of the best runs ever on the character which is saying something because the last couple runs were pretty solid too but this is the one where mm-hmm transcendent yep yeah yeah 
This is this is this is the hard shit. This is the uncut Daredevil. <laughs> uh, what else did you have, Matt? Because that's I, uh, that, that'll about do it for me. Yeah, I had one more book, and that was the Flash issue eighty six. Ah, uh, yes. What's going on in Flashland? Uh, so yeah, this is just after the whole year of the villain sort of stuff, where Flash fought the Rogues, who were all souped up with Lex's gift ideas, and and mm. um, uh, at the end of the issue, Flash, oh, at, in the story, Flash became uh super powered with the the speed force and it became a danger to himself and everyone else so so much so that he almost beat captain cold to death Oops. so in doing so he asked for himself to be arrested and incarcerated along with <laughs> captain cold and because there's no iron heights anymore they got sent to arkham asylum eh, i'm glad someone else picked up on that because i remember i gave uh what is it labdell a bunch of shit for it's like why would you send him to arkham well now we know why <laughs> yeah um so a lot of the issue is just them sort of just Captain Cold and Flash on the way to Arkham. And it's just oh. them two sort of talking with each other. And like Flash tries to say like he he doesn't hate Cold. He just wants to help him and everything. Cold's like, fuck you, nerd. And he actually says that. <laughs> he actually says that. Um, That's amazing. Look at my beard. As we learn, Captain Cold has kind of worked out that the Flash is a cop. Like he knows mm. he's a cop. Uh, and um it's funny because i hate thinks, superheroes but i really hate cops yeah because his father was a cop and his father was an abusive yes. asshole um yes it, it's really funny as well because he thinks because uh golden glider helped flash during this whole uh year of the villain sort of thing that flash is sort of hitting on her and nah, so so he's extra funny. like mad at flash because he's because he thinks he's making moves on his sister uh, oh that's really they get to uh, Iron. Uh, they get to Arkham, and Pied Piper's there. And Pied Piper is obviously not a villain anymore. He's a he's a friend of Flash, and he wants to help yeah, yeah. help Flash uh, since he's been traveling the world, looking at like different noise frequencies and whatnot. So he's developed a way that can ground Flash in this reality, so his speed force oh. doesn't like overcharge anymore. Um, the downside being that if he keeps using his speed, he will eventually break out of that and go back to being overcharged. So he's got to be real careful about how he uses his speed, which comes right. into play when uh, Cold and Glider escape from prison. And he can't go after them because he still needs to help Avery and Wallace, who if he doesn't help, they'll be trapped out of phase with reality and right, in pain right. and everything. So he's kind of got to weigh up the situation and uh he ends up saving his friends and letting the villains escape and then the issue ends with uh the old flash from flash year one coming back in time to warn flash that despite them saving earth from the the uh the turtle and sort of stopping that timeline from happening they created a paradox and not Damn just it. not just paradox in in name but a villain called paradox has arrived and he ends up killing the old. Flash. He looks Flash. a lot like Rogel Czar, doesn't he? No, I don't think so. I don't think we've seen this guy before. He's like a new villain. Paradox. Isn't he like a big, gross monster, though? I don't think so. I think he's on the cover for the next issue, and he kind of looks like the Monitor. Oh. Like with the, huh. with the sideburns and everything. I must be thinking of another new villain that debuted recently where it's like, well, that's just Rogel Czar. That's just another big, dumb, gross monster. Yeah, it's possible he is. might, might be like that. I don't know. I guess you'll have to come back to me on that one. Yeah, well, that issue comes out this week, so I'm looking forward to that. But yeah, Flash has been really great, and lots of people are sleeping on it. 
I feel like I've been sleeping on. That and Star Wars are the two books you tell me about where I'm like, that sounds great. That sounds yeah. like I'd enjoy that a lot. For Flash seems like the type of book that like like Joshua Williamson is kind of allowed to do like whatever he wants in. And it, no and it works attention. and it works but yeah people should be paying attention because it's doing stuff like oh we're breaking the speed force and we're like fixing hyper time and all this stuff that's like tied into all the stuff that's going on in like justice league and people are just like eh, i don't care yeah yeah flash i mean the fact that he is now the most consistent writer on a book from the dc rebirth era yeah. i think speaks volumes to i guess how much they do like what he's doing over there or else they would have replaced him yeah they just let him do that he's i mean he's had some like up and down issues but yeah he's been the most consistent he, he even gets like the best artists in my opinion with like howard porter and like mm. all those guys like the book has consistently looked good it's hard to believe he's the only one that stayed consistent I from know. dc rebirth it's, onward. it's so strange i i would wear that as a badge of honor <laughs> And uh, yeah, I guess on that note, too, uh, we're almost at an hour 30, which is our regular time for the show. So I guess we can start uh, winding her down. Yeah. So, uh, yeah, thank you so much, everyone, for watching and listening, especially all the people who showed up live on Monday night with very little notice. I think we had like 30 people at some point, and That was pretty cool. Yeah. Uh, as always, if you're a patron, you'll get to listen to this episode first before anyone else. We're going to try and get that out to you right quick before the video goes live Wednesday for everyone else. Uh, also, too, hey, don't forget our sponsor, livefitfood.ca. If you're in Canada, use the promo code JoelDaily20 and you will get 20% off. And if you are a patron, I'm going to be giving away, uh, what is it, a code for 50 bucks off. It'll be like a first-come, first-serve type deal uh, when the uh, episode audio goes live. So be sure to be on the lookout for that if you are one. Nice, nice. Uh, anything else to talk about, Matt? Anything else you want to chat up before we go? Um, well, I was, I was just thinking about this before the show, but like this this coming week, we've got a really interesting comic book coming out, and that's Terrifics Issue 25, which is uh -huh. a choose-your-own-adventure book. Is it actually? Yeah, it's a, it's a full-fledged choose-your-own-adventure comic, and I was thinking maybe I could do like a live stream about that where the stream votes Ooh. which path I take through the comic. That sounds very clever. Yeah, it looked really cool as well how they've got it set out. Like, who do you want to lead the team and who do you want in this role and that sort of stuff. It looks really cool, mm. really interesting and creative. That's a smart idea. I wish they did more fun stuff like that. Yeah. That's really solid. I like that. That's a good idea. Be sure to keep your eyes peeled to Matt and mine's social media for when that goes down and you can check that out. Yeah. So, yeah, I guess with that, everyone, I'll start winding you down. Thank you, Party Pug. Thank you, Tevye. Thank you, everyone else who put some uh, bits there and stuff in the jar and some cheers and everything. That's always appreciated. Never expected, always appreciated. Yes, it is. And, uh, yeah, I guess you can find us all again next time uh, on the Comic Multiverse. Same time, same place, uh, same nerdy shit. You love it. <laughs> we love it. We're going to do it again next week. So bye-bye, yeah. everybody. Bye.